step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. You've taken a wrong turn down Creep Street. Citizens of the Milky Way, this is Maureen Bogey. And this is Dylan Hackworth. And you're listening to the Creep Street Podcast. Before we get started, just a couple quick things up front. Uh, please follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all of the social media that you like and you love. Instagram, we're at Creep Street Podcast. Twitter, we're at Creep Street Pod. Also, please, please let your friends know about us. Um, like, rate, subscribe, share. Um, if you could give us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts, that is huge. That's a really important way, a big way for us to get the creep street word out there to all the, the good, sexy people. So now that we've got that all out of the way, Dylan, will you please let us know what are we talking about today? Yes, Maureen. Today we are talking about Castle Huska, mm. a.k.a. the gateway to hell. <gasps> I'm so excited about this because I don't really know a ton about this, so yeah. I'm going to be learning a lot today. And this was something that was kind of new, came to my attention just recently, and and I just keep in mind, so everyone knows, this is all this all takes place in the Czech Republic, so there's probably going to be a lot of names right. I'm going to struggle to pronounce. It's not out of, like I say, it's not out of disrespect, it's just simply that out of a uh, not knowing um, <laughs> the language and, and, and not being raised to speak it and, and not knowing how certain things are sounded, so I apologize. Apologize for anything I may mispronounce. But it's not out of any sort of malice. We genuinely just don't know. Just don't know. And even when we look up little examples of how to say things, sometimes it's hard even to say it's very hard. The example, you know, and it's you know, I'm you know, it's just how it's how tongues work, ladies and gentlemen. But anyway, Ugh, love that. Let's set the stage here. Okay. So Castle Hoska was built in the Czech Republic in the 13th century, sometime between 1253 and 1278, during the reign of Atakar II of Bohemia. Mm. Now, here's the thing about this castle. Okay. At first glance, looks like any other castle, any other castle built in that era. It's got sure. a, it's got beautiful uh, Gothic architecture and whatnot. Love it. It sits quietly in the the Czech countryside. It sits on top of a of a of a uh, of a mountain and a lot of forests surrounding it. Very beautiful, very beautiful countryside. It sounds like like a little the start of a Disney princess movie or something. It does. It sounds like a great Hallmark Christmas movie. Oh my God! By the way, Dylan, I love those. Love love those awful Hallmark Christmas movies. But anyway, so but once you start to get a closer look, you start to realize this castle isn't like other castles. Yikes. First of all, when you look at the surrounding landscape, it's in a remote area. It's surrounded by forests and swamps and and, and uh, sandstone mountains. It's uh, near no borders, uh, both modern or historical. Uh, there's no trade pass. There's, there's literally no conceivable strategic reason why there would be a castle built there. Okay. And then look at the castle itself. 
Upon getting closer, you soon realize that the windows are fake. What? The windows are fake. There, there's like, there's, what do you mean they're fake? They're like glass panes, mm-hmm. but behind them is just more stone wall. <gasps> oh, that's so weird. That's weird. So it's basically just trying to make it seem like from right. the outside. On the outside, right. But when you get closer, you realize no windows, windows at all. But it doesn't stop there. There is no water source. There's no kitchen. What? And for years after it was built, no one even lived in it. So you got to think, why was this thing built? Right. And for the no... Okay, so since there's no water source... No water source. So I could be wrong. I'm just kind of trying to talk this out, figure it out. So back in the this time right. it was Med- like medieval europe most places like castles or or areas like that they had like a well on site or something like that is that kind of the the idea well, it was you know built near some you know just or at least, least there was even one if like it wasn't by. built on water it was built near water you know for for all the reasons you need water essentially right. so if the, if anyone did ever reside here or not reside here but like spent time here they had to bring their own water it, right essentially okay. okay and you start to realize why once you're inside. See, most castles, obviously, when you build a castle, it's because you want to protect something inside. You know, you got a king or a queen or you got, you know, you're, you're rich. You got you, you got, got s- someone noble, whoever. You know, you build a castle for, sure. for whatever reason. You it's to keep it. safe whatever whomever is, is inside. Mm-hmm. This is not why that castle was built. Ooh. Castle Hoska was built to keep something inside. Okay. Pop off. Legend is the castle was built on a gateway to hell. Oh. Yeah. What the fuck? It was constructed over a large hole in the ground, and this hole is considered to be a gateway <gasps> to hell. So let's jump back in history a little bit to pre-castle. Okay. So this area before, you know, pre-castle, local villagers would claim sightings of half-human, half-animal winged creatures <gasps> that would emerge from this pit <gasps> after the sun would go down. Okay, demon alert. Yeah. They wouldn't leave their homes at night and, of course, would avoid the castle at all costs, even in the daytime. Wait, you mean the pit? They would avoid the, the, the pit? people. The, the, the pit. Or yes, the castle. The okay. castle was not there yet, but where the castle. With the castle be. spot. Okay, right. So they would they would avoid this this area even in the daytime. Obviously, did not go out at all after night, and it became regular practice uh, that local prisoners who were condemned to death were given an option to be lowered into this pit. Oh my god! To report back what they saw, and if they were to live, they were freed. So legend has it the very first person they lowered in this pit, like I said, he was a man condemned to die. He was he, he was you know condemned for some reason. Mm-hmm. They he agrees he agrees to get lowered into this pit. So they tie him up with a rope, kind of like hoist him up, right? And they slowly lower him down, lower him down, lower him down. Oh my god! And then when he's out of sight, they said it's all quiet. All of a sudden, screams. <gasps> he starts screaming, and they pull him up. And they said when he emerges, they said his hair was white what he had it was some sort of shock and terror had just sent they said he looked like he had aged 30 years he was apparently a pretty young man and they said he came out with like a shock of white hair wow and was like like right he'd come out age and was just blabbering and scream like uh and and he was checked into an asylum and died two days later what the fuck yeah because of something he saw but you know what that does remind me and this is something we have we haven't talked about skinwalker ranch on our podcast yet but we will skinwalker ranch and a nearby ranch near it which is a huge area of uh paranormal activity oh yeah definitely in utah right in utah skinwalker Ranch. yes yeah in utah anyway we won't get into all the details but there's a similar thing where there's just like this big hole in the ground and they put animals or whatever in there and it's kind of the same thing it's like what are what is going on down there 
Yeah. Because the idea at first, you're like, okay, I'm just going to go in a hole. Yeah. Like, I guess. Okay. I mean, if I'm condemned to die. Like, I guess I'll go into a hole. I guess I'll go because I'm going to die anyway. You know. Like, this seems like a dope way to, like, not die. You're like, oh, I'll just go in a hole for a while. This is becoming wildly sexual. And that um, isn't my (laughs) intention. Right. Of course Um, But it's kind of a fun side effect. But so you think, like, oh, what could go wrong? I'm just going to, like, get, like, deep in this hole. I'm just going to get deep in this hole. I'm going to get in this hole, like, Hard. Oh, and then I won't die. But oh my God, no, but he died no. two days later, honey. No, you end up in a hole. Fuck. A grave hole. Six feet under. So, of course, after this happened, rumors began to spread of local villagers who were taken and dragged from their homes and down into the pit by these demonic <gasps> winged creatures. And it's purported that Prince Wenceslas I heard of what was going on and thus ordered the castle to be built to sort of safeguard it, to keep whatever was climbing out of this pit, to keep it keep locked it in. inside. Okay. So the hole was sealed, and on it was, you know, it was built this castle, and in the center of the castle where the, where this hole was, there's an open courtyard, and in the courtyard, of course, the, the pit is sealed. Right. And in this courtyard is a chapel that is dedicated to St. Michael, who in the Bible obviously, you know, leads God's armies against Satan. Sure, sure, sure. Inside the chapel, there's many of these fresco paintings and, and, and drawings, like there are in churches of the day. and uh, But there are two that stand out in particular. One is of a dragon, which in medieval days was a symbol for evil. Mm-hmm. And the other is of a female centaur arching a bow and an arrow with her left hand. And left-handedness, of course, especially in that t- at that time, was associated with evil. Yikes. So after this hole was sealed, of course... Things didn't stop. There was reports of strange scratching noises coming from under the seal, like something was scratching, trying to get out. And of course, uh, the sounds of wailing and screaming and, and, and shouting in the, the woods and the, <gasps> the local area. So time goes on. Let's jump forward a few hundred years to the to the 1600s. What a time. Uh, this was during the Thirty Years' War, which was from 1618 to 1648. And the Swedish, an invading Swedish army took control of the area and posted up at this castle. And this this army was led by a, a gentleman. Well, I shouldn't say gentleman. He was a piece of shit. Fuck that guy. His name was Commander Oronto. Think Toronto without the T. Got it. Apparently, this guy was a grade A douchebag. Mm. It's said that he would often lead his men to plunder nearby villages and... And, and it was said that, uh, you know, there was even rape and whatnot. Just a real disgusting piece of shit. We fucking hate this guy. Really, just a real grade A piece of shit. So, rumors would also circling, partly because of this guy just being a supreme douchebag, uh, rumors started to go around amongst the locals that Commander Aranto was unkillable. It said he was a master of the black, uh, of black magic. Ooh. And that he had made himself unkillable and it said that while they were staying at this castle that he became aware apparently of some sort of an energy a power that was emanating from this chapel and this evil power and rumor has it he wanted to harness it I wonder, and I don't know if you know this or not, did, does Aranto, did he know about the origins of this? Like, did he, do you know? I don't think so. Okay. I, he I, could I just could be sense wrong. it. Everything I read didn't say that, but, mm-hmm. but I mean, nothing I read mentioned that, but but who knows? And we'll get into that later because he's not the first piece of shit sure. that this castle has attracted. Okay. Um, but it said, yes, they believe, people believed he was unkillable. It was said that if you shot an arrow at him, it, right before it hit him, it would make a, you know, it turn and go around him essentially. Fucked up. 
So apparently he began, Arato began performing rituals in the castle uh, in order to evoke uh, and obtain these powers uh, and, and to hopefully achieve immortality for real. And some of these rituals were said to have included animal sacrifices. Mm. So, of course, the villagers hear about that and they're like, fuck this dude. Right. Fuck this dude. He's already already done the worst things. Right. So they put, a, they put a little bounty on his head. Got it. They put a little bounty on his head of 100 gold pieces to local hunters. Take him up on it. Hell yeah. We'll take out this piece of shit for you. But they've heard about these rumors, so they go to a local blacksmith who apparently also dabbled a little bit in the dark arts, in in black magic. Yes, yes. And he apparently whipped up for them a couple of magic bullets. (gasps) Like, uh, like, like, you know, back there it was like the balls. Right, those... Right, like musket sort of ball, you know. Right. So apparently he whips him up something special, something that can kill an unkillable son of a bitch like Aranto. Mm-hmm. So these guys, they stroll up to the castle and they apparently stand outside the castle and they call out for Aranto, demand that he, you know, appear. Apparently he... They're what, like he stands at an open part on the castle, looks out, and he's like, who dares call my name? Right, like he's like feeling cocky and shit. Oh, yeah. Like, who dares? Yeah. Who the hell? I fucking hate this guy so much. And it says that one of the hunters took aim, popped him right between the eyes. <gasps> Boom! Shot him right from down at the bottom. Okay, he was standing <gasps> in like a, you know, like an open spot. Oh, hell yeah. And just popped him right between the eyes. It said he fell backward, hit the floor, didn't die immediately. It says he called out for his black hen. Hen as in an actual, like a chicken. Uh-huh. Because I don't know. Rumors said he had one. It was part of his his magical. Was uh, this like familiar or something? Right, or, or like I his, don't I don't know if it was that. If it was a familiar or if it was just a uh, a tool maybe a he was going to use to sacrifice or something. Mm-hmm. They the say companion. he called out for this hen to, to do something to save his life, but of course died a few moments later. Obviously, the, the fucking chicken couldn't help this bastard right. Okay, glad this guy died, but wild that he didn't die immediately. Yeah, absolutely bizarre. Mm -hmm. So the Swedish army that was holding the place scatters, and the majority of them are actually caught and brought to justice. So let's go forward a couple more hundred years. Okay, here we go. In 1836, the castle is visited by celebrated Czech romantic poet Karl Heinrich Macha. Oh. So this guy's actually, this is one of the few people that isn't a piece of shit. That right. Here. He was just, uh, he happened to be on a walking tour of, of the region. Which, by the way, I would love to do. Oh my God, that sounds incredible. It seems like there are a ton of ghost hunting walking tours in yeah. the Czech Republic that are actually just a really good way to experience and and uh, discover more about the Czech Republic. Yeah. There's a lot of that, you know, like Eastern Europe, there's a lot of just such well, I mean, all of Europe, really. But, you know, just, there's just so much, there's just so much ancient history. I mean, it's that you just, know, well, yeah, absolutely. it's just everywhere. And not that there isn't that in America. It's, of it's just so unfortunate and so disgusting and sad that we just, we don't know. Right. Anyway, this isn't, I am not getting paid by any um, Czech Republic uh, ghost hunting tours. I just genuinely think that's a good idea. And if we one day get to go to the Czech Republic, I think we should do that. Yeah, absolutely. So 1836, this poet, he's going on a, a matcha. He's taken a, a tour of the of the region a walking tour he stays the night at Castle Hoska and it's said that during the night Macha was plagued by horrible nightmares and he told his friend about these nightmares in a letter and he described it was his soul was being lowered into the pit and he was <gasps> transformed to some sort of he described it as a hellish mechanized future oh. and it turns out this future he went to was Prague which is about an hour away from the castle Prague in the year 2006 Wait, what do you mean? Yeah. Like, how did he... Oh, in his he dream, believes, he knew yeah, it was right. 2006. He, he, was, he, was, he oh. went to Prague 2006. I mean, what a year. <gasps> what a year. What a year, I mean, I was... 
I was thriving in 2006. Oh, my God. And so in this dream, in this this future prog... I was not thriving in 2006. Continue. He says he meets a girl who showed him moving pictures in a small casket. (gasps) And while in darkness, he walked along the sandstone cliffs that were filled with holes projecting a strange, eerie yellow light. These are the sandstone cliffs that are around that area where the castle is. Mm Mm-hmm. And he said there were these holes that were projecting a strange, eerie yellow light, which is very similar to the large limestone apartments that circle the outer ring of Prague. Wow. So a little, yeah, a little seems like maybe uh, Macha had a little experience there. Weird. And maybe the glowing that he was experiencing, he just didn't know how to like describe right. electronic like, light. Electronic light. He just had never seen anything like that. Exactly. Very interesting. Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Let's jump to the 19. 19- 30s. Mm. And this is where some real bastards come to town. Oh, oh, oh here the third. Okay. During the 1930s, the Nazis there they are took up residence at the castle. And it's believed why it's believed why they were there. Well, it's it's almost certain they were conducting experiments. They were conducting human experiments. Oh my god! Uh, uh, in in the form of eugenics and whatnot. <sighs> and and uh, but it's also believed they were conducting occult rituals really um it's believed that hitler had a huge fascination with the occult especially himmler himmler almost certainly did interesting himmler i believe was even a part of like the thule society which was like a predecessor to the nazi party which is something we'll do an episode on obviously Mm -hmm. and i also know that a lot of like this can sound a little i don't know what the word i'm looking for is but like it can sound sensationalized being like the the nazis were involved with the occult or you know things like that but like a lot of that stuff actually did happen and also and also not saying that everyone that's interested or or dabbles or works in the occult is a nazi or or is a horrible right. person. Right. But I think it's just safe to assume that that was the route the Nazis were taking. They were taking well, the negative way. I, I mean, it's. I mean, when you think, I mean, God, think about the things we know the Nazis did. How 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 far fetched is it to think that they would? I mean, well, it happened. They moved. They went there apparently when 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 the Allies started to bomb Berlin. Mm-hmm. They moved a lot of books. Apparently, tons, thousands of books on the occult were moved to this castle. Wow. That's what, yeah, because they wanted to keep them safe. But yes, they wanted okay. to keep it. So it's a, it's believed they were also trying to harness this demonic energy because the tides of war were starting to change. The, the sure. allies were making progress on the front. There's speculation that, hey, maybe they were there to sort of like, it was sort of like a last straw. Like, like they'll do God, anything. Yeah. We'll make a pack with the, with the devil to... You know what I mean? That classic, sort of a yeah, thing. Just right. classic bad guy shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, real real pieces of shit. And since then, and also today, they said when the place later, uh, 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 Nazi skeletons were even discovered <gasps> in, in the courtyard. Wow. Creepy ass shit. Creepy Very ass shit. weird. I'll be honest. It's kind of hard to find stuff about Huska Castle. Right. Especially here in the States. I know it's it's probably well, certainly more well known in, in the Czech Republic and, and probably right. Europe as a whole. But yeah, so it's kind of hard to find things. The best thing I could really find about Huska Castle today was on YouTube and it was uh, I found an episode of a British uh, paranormal investigating show oh. called World's Scariest Hauntings. It's kind of like our, our version of like Ghost Hunters or sure, sure, sure. Ghost of it, you know, one of the where they go to a place and they stay overnight. Great. A lot of like n- nighttime cameras. 
Right. Go, night you know, vision. Go, night vision, that sort of. And as you might expect, creepy things are still going on at Castle Hoska. Just like in the 13th century, the sounds of cries and howling screams can be heard from within the castle and the nearby area. And many claim that in the castle you can hear the you can sometimes hear screams coming from beneath the chapel where the pit is sealed off. And sometimes it's so intense that the floors will reverberate. <gasps> That's freaky as hell. That's so scary. In addition to this, many have claimed to witness a headless apparition wandering through the courtyard. Oftentimes, this headless ghost is described as spouting a stream of blood (gasps) from their headless torso. Right. Other claims are of a beast that roams the lands surrounding the castle that appears to be a mixture of a human, a frog, and a bulldog. Which, what the fuck is that? What? That, I was, I was like locked and loaded, ready to like make some Beauty and the Beast sort of joke or reference or just like, you know, going to nail it with that. But a bulldog, a frog, and a human? What would that even be? I don't know. Well, here's the thing. I get two things. So like a centaur, you know, half human, half horse or whatever. Sure, sure, sure. You know, a mermaid, half human. Half fish, right? Right. Three, though? And also a frog? Right. Well, th- three happens, like, sometimes. It it's, does. It's not unheard but of, but, like... a frog? And also the... Why not a snake? I mean, it's the same vein, but it's a little right. more badass. Like, who the hell chooses to be a fucking frog? Well, because frogs, like, if they're not those poisonous ones, they kind of are harmless. And then bulldogs are the... I fucking love bulldogs. They're the cutest goddamn dogs on the planet. Yes. Banshee aside, our dog, she's with us right now. I felt like I had to say that. But I know. It's like, I don't get it. It's like, that doesn't really seem like menacing to me, but I guess it's so weird that maybe if you did see it, it would like be so upsetting or off-putting that maybe it would be. Right. That maybe that would be actually very hard to see. Right. Oh, I'm, I, I mean, God, I mean, obviously, if you see something that's half human or half part human, part frog, part bulldog, you're going to shit your pants. You're going to be upset because it's just weird and it's scary. But it's like in terms of scary and like, oh, wow, that's a badass look. I wouldn't think of a frog. Right. Y- you know what I no, mean? No, I, I yeah. Got you it. want there to be some aesthetic beauty to it, right? Or at least some something that makes you what whatever. I, I don't ever want to see this thing. Oh, of course. So, so I guess it's doing its job. I mean, here's the thing. I'm sure it's an evil bastard. I'm sure, sure. it does all the evil it's supposed to do. I'm not saying it's bad at its job. Right. I'm right, saying right. kind of got stuck with a shitty look, though. For sure. A frog. I would love a bulldog, though. Bulldog. Yeah. They're like so half cute. man, half wolf. I get that. Yeah. Frog is just like that's just bullshit. Just very strange. Well, of course, the the castle is now under new ownership. And as they've done some renovating, of course, that has only served to spike the paranormal activity going oh. on at the castle. Uh, the owners say they, they there's always a weird ch- uh, atmosphere in the chapel mm. and that they hold several we- uh, weddings there. And it's <gasps> very frequent that people faint. First of all. People have their weddings there? First of all, ladies and gentlemen, Mo and I, we're getting married this year on Halloween. We are. So it's nothing against the, it's just, ooh, I don't know if I could choose that. No. Yeah, we're all about, as Dylan just said, we're getting married on Halloween. It's not like we are um, above No, no, love that. But at, it's like, at your wedding. But I don't like, know if I have the guts to get married in a something place, that's in like, a, on top of a portal to hell. That and, and also just like a place that has seen so much violence, like, violence and misery. The, like, I don't want to get married anywhere the Nazis have hung out. <laughs> 
I think that's totally fair. And I don't think you should feel bad about that. Or this 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 douchebag Oronto. Yeah, god damn. Wow. But so people faint sometimes during the wedding? Right. Damn. Well, so it's and it's is this place open for like for tours? Yeah. You know? So okay. once while giving a tour, uh the owner says a light bulb, there was a specific chandelier. Mm-hmm. It was a little bit of a troublemaker. Oh no. And he said one time while giving a tour, the lights on this shan- uh chandelier begin to flash and then it explode. Okay. So they have it looked at. They have a professional, you know, electrician come in, look at it. Everything's fine. Nothing's wrong with it. And another time, they start flickering again. They had this event called A Night of Superstars. I tried to look it up. I couldn't find out what this was about. It sounds like a blast. I don't know if it's night spelled with a K or if it's night as in night with just a, you know, night as in not day. Right. And superstars, are we talking like share? That's, I don't know. I tried, I looked it up, could not find anything. And so I didn't know if it was a play on words. Like I said, if it was night with a K because uh-huh. they're in a castle or right, if it I mean, was. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know, but also said, sorry that the well, no, no, I was gonna say sorry that the superstar I mentioned was Cher, but no, I stand by it. She's a superstar. I'm sure she would be a lovely guest. I'd see her in a spooky castle. Um, so while discussing this, a night at the superstars one night, the lights on this chandelier begin flashing again. So mm-hmm. quickly they turn off the lights. They're like, okay, that was weird. They wait a few minutes. They turn it back on. The second they turn them on, all six lights on the chandelier blow up. Weird. Because lights do, I don't know the electrical technical terms of that, but every now and then a light bulb will like explode. And I think think that's fairly normal. But when if all of them at the same time, that that is something, I think. Yeah. That, that all of them at the same time. And that one chandelier. It's not like it's Weird. bad wiring yeah. throughout the whole place. Like right. they went, they had, the, they had it looked at. Apparently nothing's wrong with it. So objects would obviously move around, especially glassware. Glassware would move around. They said sometimes glasses would levitate. Uh, strange mists would be caught on camera as well as, oh. you know, orbs, mm-hmm. spirit orbs. And here's funny. There's, this is, here's an interesting thing. UFO, uh, ufologists also getting in on the fun. Oh. Ufologists also claim uh, that at Castle Huska, uh, they think uh, uh, that Hitler would use this portal at the castle to quickly transport himself to different parts of the world. Oh. Like it was, I don't know if they thought it was somehow like alien technology oh, or, yeah, or I don't know. whatnot, but yes, that was, I could, they mentioned this in this show and I tried to, I looked up for more. I couldn't really find much more right. info on it. Well, it seems like a lot of the info is not in English and that's that, a part of it. True. So, yeah. but, but so that's just what I'm saying. I think that probably is why we haven't been able to like learn right. even more than we know. So here's a really weird thing. One time the, the owner was contacted by a stranger who said they he wanted to ask him about the local game rules. I'm assuming for, you know, hunting. And oh, sure. So he goes with his wife to meet this stranger. And at first he said that it was clear the stranger did not expect him to come with someone else. Mm. He was very on edge. But that this person, he said, was very interested in this hole. He was advised not to try to repel this energy, this evil energy, not, not try to rid this castle of it, that okay. it would only uh, bring him harm. And the, the gentleman in the show, the owner, described this guy as having unnaturally blonde hair and unnaturally blue eyes. He said he almost seemed otherworldly. And this was the person that came to... This was a stranger who contacted the owner with questions about the local game, you know, oh, game and okay. wildlife rules. Which is weird because why are they contacting this guy? Uh, yeah, exactly. So he, obviously he meets this person with his wife, the person very unsettling in look and, and in demeanor. Wow. And, and, and there's also said to be a ghost haunting the hunting room of the castle. Mm-hmm. There were two musicians who would stay in the castle periodically when they were performing at the castle. It was a, a grandmother and her granddaughter. And one night the two brought along with them a third woman who claimed to be a medium. 
And that night, things went crazy. So much so that they left the castle at 7 a.m. the next morning, never to come back. Wow. The musicians have refused to play there since. And is this, this is more recent? Yes. This is like this, okay. Yes, this is modern times. Got it, okay. This was mentioned on that show. Oh, sure, sure, okay. Dogs are apparently, as you would expect, terrified of the castle. Oh, no. Uh, uh, On tour, uh, it said, on tours, uh, dogs would just go nuts when they got to the castle. And then one lady, a tour guide, she said uh, she had her dog. She had to stop at the castle to get something. Her dog was freak, did, did not go in the castle. Wow. And later that day, she got back to Prague, parked her car. Her and her dog leave. They come back about four hours later. Her car's gone. <gasps> and they found it later. It had been stolen and vandalized, and a lot of her stuff was stolen, which obviously was people. Right. But it is believed that sometimes when you leave Huska Castle, a little bit of bad luck travels with sure so it's like not necessarily those people aren't don't have that that stole her car exactly they don't have a connection to the castle but maybe you're just like a magnet for negative energy or negative experiences is that kind of the exact idea okay and what might be a little bit of a happy note to go oh oh good yeah in the chapel along with all these you know all these drawings and whatnot there is also a drawing of saint george slaying a dragon with a spear and of course the top of this courtyard is open and when the sun rises and the sun act and the sunlight directly gets to the courtyard Mm -hmm. it says the light beams down onto the drawing of saint george down the spear that is killing the dragon and it stays there until sunset and there's also a drawing of saint michael and he is weighing the sins of the dead see uh, which seems to lend itself to the theme of the castle. Sort of he's way, he's, 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 the, the, the sinners are being judged essentially. Oh, okay. So I guess if there's anything to end on, it's somewhat of a happy note. Wow. So this castle is spooky scary. This is a scary ass castle. And is this, is this like, was this castle, do you know if it was um, inspiration for The Nun, the movie from The Conjuring Uh, That I don't know. Because it sounds very similar. Not exactly like in the movie. I won't give in case anyone right. wants to watch it. Because the movie takes place in where? I think Romania. Romania, right. And I once again, I don't, in case someone wants to see it right. that hasn't seen it, I don't want right. to give too much. But it's it's I mean, a, lot makes, of, a lot of uh, overlap. It makes sense. I mean, obviously, you know, different time era and whatnot. But I mean, right, it makes sense right. that they would, if they would, to, to borrow heavily from that. I mean, it's it very much lends itself sure. to. I mean, the whole idea, especially these Swedish bastards coming in and like, you get the idea. It, it kind of evokes this, that archetype of a bunch of drunk college kids going to a cabin in the woods and getting slaughtered right. one by one. It has that sort of teen horror movie vibe. It does. These, it does. These, you know, these douchebags moving in and then getting All this, their asses All this like, shit starts them. happening. Yeah. But, uh, so yeah, that is Castle Huska. Oh my God. What a fascinating, weird story. Scary. And I would, I want to go, but I also am af- I'm afraid to go. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if bad luck's going to leave with you. I know. But yeah. it d- by what I do know is, is that this makes me want to go to the Czech Republic. Absolutely. I would love to go to Prague. Me too. Prague. Oh my God. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Well, that wraps it up for Kessel Huska, Gateway to Hell. Once again, thank you so much for listening. My name is Dylan Hackworth. I'm Maureen Bogey. This is the Creep Street Podcast. Citizens of the Milky Way, good night and goodbye.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.